right. All right. So today we're talking about something kind of interesting title. And well, the topic is really interesting. It, and it's yeah, this is really interesting. And, the, and this is actually an episode that we recorded like four years ago uh-huh. during 2020. I guess it would be three years ago during the pandemic. <laughs> and remember those days? Oh, man. Remember the toilet paper, guys? We the made shortage? it. We made it. <laughs> we made it. But yeah, we recorded this. Yeah, then. a few years back. And um, anyway, and I was just going through some things. I'm like, this was a really good, I don't know. I just think there's some good meat here that I still find to be really, really interesting mm-hmm. and fascinating. And it's speaking to me. And so uh, I hope it blesses you the same way. So with all that, we'll drop into it. And then um, we'll see you on the other side. Let's see. Let's talk about how we got here. So yeah. I'm reading this book. Let's see if we can see that. Five Wealth Secrets. This article, or this book, not article. It's a book for sure. <laughs> There's a passage in here that just uh, that I read that got me thinking about all this, and then we'll dive in a little bit deeper with all of it. But mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of really important lessons for us to learn here uh, as we kind of go through this. Yeah. So I'm going to start reading some of this passage to you, and there's a good amount here that I want to read to you. So bear with me because uh, I think it's really good, and I think there's some deep wisdom here that uh, yeah, I just kind of want to share from it. So this is actually in the introduction of this book. I'm really only like a chapter or two in. So far, it's good, but... This is a marker, not a highlighter. It gets the job done. <laughs> so it's a highlighter. Just... Okay. Uh, all right. So the author of the book, his name's Craig Hill. I actually met him last oh, really? summer. Yeah. We met him at the CEF thing. Oh. Just for a second. Like, I only talked to him for a minute. Wow. I, I didn't even know. And then I came home and I found his book on a shelf that I had bought and hadn't read yet. Oh, that's cool. Like, crazy. Small world. Anyway. So he, he has a story in here where he goes and talks to his uh, accountant, and, uh, and I'll just read this. He says, tell me honestly, sure who is more prosperous? Who has larger financial statements, your Jewish clients or your Christian clients? And as one might expect, the accountant chuckled and responded, my Jewish clients, of course, probably about 10 to 1 in magnitude. So are we talking Jewish, just the race of people or Jewish... Like in the religious, I don't religious. know. We I don't, don't know. know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It just right. says Jewish clients. I don't really know. So, uh, so then he says, one more question. Being Jewish yourself, so the accountant being Jewish, being Jewish yourself, what is your personal opinion as about as to why that is? And this is how the accountant responded. So the accountant mused for a moment and then picked up the Christian Bible, which he had with him, and then said something like the following. You Christians tend to live out of the back of this book, while we Jews tend to live out of the front of the book. Fortunately for Christians, unfortunately for Christians, most of the financial principles are in the front of the book. So we Jews believe in and abide by these principles, while you Christians seem to ignore them and discount them because they are, quote, Old Testament. However, I believe that the adherence to these principles is what causes people to prosper financially. Uh, so that's interesting that yeah so that's interesting i'm going to continue because there's some more interesting stuff you read me that last week and i feel like i was like what does this mean (laughs) so yeah keep going all right uh so he said i've heard several times from jewish friends explanations similar to the following i don't really fully understand your christian beliefs but from what i understand it seems most christians have the idea that they can violate the basic principles described in the bible and then because of the grace of god extended by the sacrifice of christ they are forgiven and therefore everything will be all right. Thus, it seems to me that most Christians feel that they don't have to pay any attention to the financial principles explained in Proverbs or the rest of the Old Testament because these are part of the law. 
And since Christians are in Christ and no longer under the law, they feel no need to abide by these Old Testament financial principles. All right. So one more more section here, and then we'll talk about this a little bit. And so the author, Craig, says this. My personal observation has been that many evangelical and charismatic Christians like to study the Bible. Many can tell you exactly where a Bible Uh, where in the Bible a particular passage is located, and even quote the verse to you. However, frequently, when you have studied the Bible passage, such Christians have in practice violated the life principle contained in the passage. On the other hand, many Jewish people cannot tell you where in the Bible a particular passage is, but because of the culture and the teaching of their family, they inherently practice the principle. And so, he have an example of that? Uh, yeah, for example, Proverbs 22, right. 7 tells us that the borrower is slave to the lender. It may be common in our day for a Jewish banker to be the mortgage holder or lender uh, on the home of a Bible-believing Christian, a borrower who holds a weekly Bible study group in his home regarding biblical principles on finance. The Christian mortgagee can tell you all about where uh, to find the passage in the Bible about debt, while the Jewish banker may not know where in the Bible to find these passages. Yet who is the master and who is the slave? Who is making money and who is spending money? In reality, the Jewish lender has chosen to be the master, while the Christian borrower has chosen to be the slave. So which is better, to study the Bible and not live out the principles contained therein, or to live out the principles and not study the Bible? And the author, Craig, says, I would suggest that we do both, study and live out the principles. So, with that, yeah. this, so reading that, I, because this is something I've thought about a decent amount in the past, but I've never thought about it kind of in this context. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty interesting to think about. Yeah. Because in my experience, I feel like I've experienced something similar where I, yeah, where I just feel like I see a lot of Christians who know Bible verses, but who can spout them off, but who aren't living them. Yeah. And yeah, so I did some research on this just to kind of confirm a little bit of what's talked about here. So Forbes, if you look at the 400 richest, they have the Forbes 400 list of the wealthiest Americans or whatever, Mm -hmm. or maybe it's a whole world anyway. So of the top 100 spots, 30 of them are Jewish people, Jews. And this is interesting too. So less than 0.2% of the world population is actually Jewish. So under 1% uh, is Jewish, but yet 22% of Nobel Prize winners are Jews. Like that's mind boggling. Uh, I don't know if you've ever taken a statistics class. Like I took one in high school and and looking at those numbers like that, like that, that just doesn't make any sense that there is... There is something going on there that's not just like random, mm-hmm. you know. 11% of the world's billionaires are Jewish. Even though, again, less than 1%, 0.2% of the world is Jewish and 11% are billionaires. Like that just doesn't add up. Yeah. And 20% of the world's 50, uh, 50 richest people are Jews as well. So this is just, these are just the facts of what the numbers are. Yeah. And might be really cynical and just say well it's because they don't they're not generous and we christians we give more money away and that that's like not true at all like statistically jews give way more than christians (laughs) like so that's not the case either Uh, and you know i would i would think and this was based on another book i read which i have laying around some more something about like the jewish faith and um there tends to be a stronger adherence to tithing uh, and I think giving as as a whole within the Jewish faith than with Christians. 
And uh, anyway, so I don't know the answer. I don't know like how all these pieces tie together, but I think there are definitely some things that we can take from this. Yeah, and it's definitely got us thinking because kind of where I am with this is this is true. Like we no longer gain our salvation. This guy, Casey says, how do I become Jewish? Seriously. (laughs) We no longer gain our salvation by following the law. However... Is the idea, like the idea that this is sparking in me is, is it just that everything in the Old Testament that we've kind of dismissed as it being Old Testament, exactly what, you know, this guy it's said. It's the law. We're redeemed it's from the, the law. It's the law yeah. that, that we don't have to follow it anymore. But could it be that there are just blessings attached to living the way that God asked us to live? For yeah. example, like, let's just go back to the basic Ten Commandments, you know don't steal. There is a blessing attached to not stealing. You're not going to get in trouble. You're not going to need to go to jail if you're not stealing, right? Or, yeah, and I, I think the or important murdering thing, or, you know. Yeah, I think the important thing to those mention. Those are obvious, right? They are. But the important thing to mention here is that it's not, you ha- on the one hand, you have the forgiveness of sins. You have the grace that is provided to us by Jesus, his righteousness that we have taken on by mm-hmm. accepting him. But that doesn't nullify and take away any consequences of negative actions. And so if you violate whatever, one of the Ten Commandments, it's like, yes, you can ask for forgiveness and be forgiven of Mm -hmm. that. But there still might be consequences to your actions. Like if you murder someone, like you're still going to go to jail. You should go to jail. And you should go to jail. (laughs) Like, you know, and whatever that thing is. And if you are stealing from people all the time, like... You're going to have to look over your shoulder and you're going to have to run and you're going to have right. to deal with that. And so part of this is the the wisdom component of just following these things and not for the sake of earning your salvation or earning righteousness. But like I think God was doing like with so many things that God does, he's doing two things at one time or multiple positive side effects. And so offer this as a law, but it's actually for your good. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like another one that we... Find out, found out about we have two boys and he he talks about circumcising your children or your boys your yeah, yeah. uh on the seventh day is eighth it day. eighth day and come to find out the eighth day is when vitamin k kicks in, in it's their body. scientifically like the best day to do it <laughs> you know in which i love that stuff when science proves the bible but but yeah, but that was like, once I discovered that, it's like, oh, how cool is that? You yeah. know, that God laid this out, I don't know, back in Leviticus or somewhere, like instructed them to circumcise on the eighth day. And that's what the medical professionals are doing now, because they know that's the day when vitamin K kicks in or whatever, enough to clot the blood or whatever the thing is. Mm-hmm. And anyway, and I think there's just a lot more like that. And there's a couple things that come to mind for us, you know, one being Sabbath. And it's like, you know, so many Christians just ignore the Sabbath. And I understand, again, you know, in no way are am I or Linda like suggesting that, all right, let's go all go get under the law and just go find our big books right. of to-dos and do all that. Yeah. But to not ask the question, could there be blessings tied to some of these Old Testament principles that a lot of us are not not taking as seriously as maybe we should? Yeah. And for us, this has been, I feel like there's been something brewing already in our hearts about the Sabbath. 
-hmm. and like really looking at what that actually used to look like. Yeah. And how can we bring that into our life right now? So one of the things we've been talking about that is really hard, <laughs> that it's one of those things that we're like, is uh, purchasing things on the Sabbath. Like it, I've, I've heard it. Uh, let's see. What was that book I read? The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And Great he talked book. about not buying anything on the Sabbath. And that that idea of like trusting God for whatever you need is going to be there the next day. And that giving like doing our part to give everyone else a break on that day. Yeah. Like we can't change society just by, you know, deciding that we think this is a good idea. But if we start doing our part and if the Christians as a whole start doing this, I don't know what it would look like for the world. Yeah. Yeah. Or it might make it so that they can close at 8 p.m. instead of midnight or, you know, something. I don't know. It's just an interesting thought. And it's something that I'm kind of like, oh, I don't really know that I want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I hear stuff like this and it makes me want to not dismiss it so quickly and just be like, well, that was for the Old Testament because yeah. that's how society was back then. And it's so different now. Because it's easy to do. It's really easy to do that. And we're not under the law anymore. And, you know, just completely dismiss all that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, another one of these principles is tithing. And this is like such a controversial topic. I, I've never written about anything that is yeah. more controversial than tithing. And this is the exact reason is that you have people who will say, we are New Testament believers. We do not have to tithe. That was the old covenant, whatever. And then you have New Testament Christians who have done it and who have experienced the blessing from it and who are all for it. Mm -hmm. And um, and it's just this huge, huge debate. And, you know, we fall in the camp of, I agree, we're not under the law. Like, I don't, you know, I don't believe that we're cursed if we don't tithe right. anymore because Jesus redeemed us from that curse. But at the same time, like, I think that there's a blessing attached to it that was not nullified by the fact that Jesus came. That's it. The and, blessing isn't nullified. Yeah. Like it's still the there. Is. And like we have just, we've experienced that in our lives. Oh, and big time. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to um, who have as well. And so, like, it's just another thing where we see this Old Testament principle that God lays out that, again, we're not tied to the law, but there's something else wrapped up inside of it that. Yeah, I mean, Jesus said that he came to fulfill the law, not to abolish the law, you know? So yeah. what, is, what does that look like? <laughs> you know, that's the question that, uh, yeah, I'm asking right now about a lot of things and really... Yeah. Well, yeah. and I don't know if you have ever experienced, you know, other than, than just the sheer fact, which is enough in itself of being saved from hell, yeah. <laughs> right? Okay, yeah. so... Once you realize that you can be saved, sorry, Drink there's, it not all. Much, <laughs> there's not a lot left. But once you realize you can be saved from that, that freedom is just like oh, this weight off your shoulders. But it, when you start experiencing other freedoms in God, that you're like, this is the opposite of what it should be. I thought this was going to tie me up more, but it's actually giving me more yeah. freedom. Yeah. Then you you start asking the question, well, what else am I missing? 
because if this is here, then there's, there's other stuff that's going on. And I think that's where we are right now is like, we have honestly been living a really, really blessed life, but Jesus paid way too high of a price for us to sit here and just be like, yep, that's good. Like yeah. there's so much more for us to tap into that we haven't even, that we don't even know yet. And yeah, I just, I, I'm kind of on a quest to take him up on it. <laughs> yeah, there's no limit to how deep we can go with God. Yeah. Like the blessings of God that are available to us, there is no limit to what's there. And I I feel the same way. Like I want to hunt that down and chase after it and figure out what those things are. Yeah. You know, and by blessing, for anybody who's not sure, like I'm not talking about just financial blessing. I feel like Financial blessing is one of the lower blessings on the rung uh, or the latter rungs. Uh, there's just so many other important blessings and things that, yeah, that I value so much more than that. You yeah. know, yeah, it's really interesting. So, where do we go from here? So, what's the question again? Are Jews wealthier than Christians? It kind of looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, somebody mentioned Jews being God's people yeah That's like they absolutely people. are and yeah i uh yeah i just want to keep learning so like i got into this whole thing 12 years ago just because i started reading in the book of proverbs about really like proverbs just has so much good money wisdom in it and business wisdom now it's just kind of fascinated what it's talking yeah, about lifestyle i think too yeah just a lot of good wisdom mm -hmm. and uh you know, in a lot of these these proverbs, like you will see, like they're strewn within the New Testament as well. Like the the basic idea and principle, like many of them come out through Jesus' teachings as well. Mm -hmm. So that's a great place to start for anybody who is wanting to dive into more of this. But there's just a lot of power there and a lot of wisdom, mm -hmm. yeah, wrapped up in that book. And I like for years I did the proverb a day type thing mm -hmm. because it's you Me know too. 31 books and so you can just knock one out and spend five minutes each night and just read a chapter and, and get it's really really great wisdom in yeah. your brain oh i like that last one go to the very <laughs> bottom okay. uh we show god how much we love him when we obey his commands it's not out of obligation it's out of love that's good james me. preach brother mm -hmm. preach that's really good uh so blue turtle i don't know if this guy's still on he said okay boomer i don't know what i would say at that point i'm not a boomer brother but i wish i knew what you're talking about <laughs> all right let's see so that was kind of the thought for today that we wanted to download and mm -hmm. dump out on y'all so so yeah this is just food for thought really we have no answers here <laughs> yeah i no final answers it's just kind of what we've been thinking about and talking about in our house yeah and so many so many times i feel like this is how god communicates with me is by asking me questions and so i like to ask questions and you know like some of our well really most of our courses are not based around this way even the couple most of our articles are very how to and very i try to be to the point but uh i also like asking questions and getting people to think and I think there's, well, just really good things come from that. And so for me, that's how I feel like God communicates with me a lot of times is by dropping a question in my heart. It's like, what if you did this? I'm like, oh, uh, 
you know, and that's normally my response. And that's like, it. Uh, that's all you get. <laughs> uh, are you saying this is what you want me to do? Or are you uh, just asking a question, you know? <laughs> so uh, anyway, I'll keep you guys updated on this book as I, when I finish it. But um, like I said, so far I'm about two or three chapters in and I think, I think it's good. Uh, but I'll let you know when I finish it. And uh, yeah, I think that's all for now. Good hanging out with you all. And we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that mm-hmm. as much as we did. Yeah. And um, yeah. And your action item out of all this is to, you know, or what I take from this is I want to be studying the word. Yeah. Old Testament and new. Mm-hmm. And I want to be doing what it says. Yeah. I don't want to let these Old Testament principles just slip by. Yeah. And you actually ended up asking me to read this book. Yeah. And this was kind of our 2020 <laughs> thing that we did was we read this book and we did it as like a little book study because it was really good and i do i am not the kind of girl who a reads (laughs) (laughs) you thought there was more to that sentence right now just just reads reads. no i mean i'm not a huge reader like you i feel like you're like how many books can i get through in a year and i'm like uh if i if i read like four books in a year that's a lot for me because of the little kid thing but also it takes me a while to absorb things but this book we read and I really enjoyed it. Oh, and I don't read financial books very often, but this almost seemed less of a financial book to me and more of like a, how do we as Christians manage our money? And to me, that's why it was exciting. And when I say exciting, I mean like it held my attention and made me think things through. It was like, what is my biblical responsibility for the money that I have? And, you know, that was kind of my interest in it, but I really liked it. Yeah. No, I feel the same way. I was good because I know um, during the uh, older recording, I said we were on chapter two or three. But yeah, it's definitely a great book. So if you want to check that out to explore more of what Craig's talking about and everything, Mm -hmm. um, we can do that. All right. Let me leave you with a little bit of what God's doing in the Seed Time family because we just got an email that came in that um, it's pretty fun and exciting. Yeah, this was really cool. I loved hearing this. So uh, this guy said... um, his friend got our book and he highly recommended it. So he said, I had to check it out. He said, I've been pretty discouraged and, um, sorry, let me move this. Okay, pretty discouraged yeah. and hopeless where my wife and I are financially and frankly kind of desperate. And he said, I grew up a missionary kid and I have myself been in vocational ministry most of my adult life. And I wish some of this stuff had been addressed more directly in my discipleship journey. Mm. He said, after reading your book and going through the True Financial Freedom class, I realized a lot of my beliefs and mindset around money resources are more worldly than godly wow god's using your teaching your training encouragement and practical advice to transform me thank you there are other parts of the story but this has been a truly significant part that god's using right now to give me hope and to help me get unstuck and begin dreaming again Mm. there's a lot more i could share but i think you get the picture so that's so cool anyway i what is striking me about this is that this is a person who grew up as a missionary kid and is in ministry yeah do you know what I mean? And how this topic has just not really been talked about in the church much. Not enough. So, yeah, yeah, not enough. And so that's really exciting. Well, yeah, and specifically that, uh, that, again, someone in ministry would say or realize that more of their money beliefs are worldly than they are godly. So interesting. And, and that's just the truth of the world that we live mm-hmm. in. <laughs> So much of the world's way of handling money has crept into how we think about it and how we operate it, and we don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think this is so important. Well, and I think that's something that has to constantly be fought off. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Because we don't even understand the depths of it because we're living in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's our normal, yeah. especially living in America, I think. It's like this is just our normal everyday thing. But when we measure that up to what the Bible says, like that's that's the standard that we should be living by, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah that, that's really interesting. But I'm so excited yeah. that... The Holy Spirit is clearly speaking to this guy yeah. and teaching him some new things, which is really awesome. God's moving. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have any stories, testimonies to share, you can email us. You can leave them in a review on iTunes or mm-hmm. on Amazon, wherever. Uh, we'd love to hear it anyway. Uh, yeah. Hit us up. Send us a DM on Instagram. And we'd love to hear from you. And uh, your action item again for the day, like... Start diving into the Proverbs, okay? Proverbs has a lot to say about money. Hmm. Do that proverb a day thing for a month. Just soak it up for a month. Yes. Take a month. Uh, and then start figuring out how we can implement some of these Old Testament things rather than just letting them be Bible verses that we memorize. So yeah. with that, have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you in the next one. All right. We want to know if you've heard about our flagship class called True Financial Freedom. Yeah. And if you haven't, it's more than just a money class. Mm -hmm. It's really about fulfilling your God-given purpose, breaking free from hidden money beliefs and making a lasting impact. Yeah. And we've gotten feedback from students and they've said things like, it is the first class I've taken where at the end of each session, I felt equipped and not burdened. Yeah. And it's less theory and more realistic action steps and guidance. We've also heard it felt like a conversation with friends, which is awesome. Yeah, and it encouraged me in ways I didn't think I would ever experience. This class is on demand, and it's designed for churches and small groups as well as individuals. And you can get all the details at seedtime.com slash TFF.